0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Mac Show. I'm Jeff Gammon. I'm your interim host, sitting in for you and Rankin. You have no idea how proud I am of myself right now. This is the first time this week, I believe, that mm-hmm. I have correctly identified the show that I am on when it starts.
1: Yeah, and there's only two shows in a week.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah all the other shows, someone else gets to say what the name is. So I guess I'm batting 50%. Is is, did did I get my sport joke, right? Yeah, there you go. That shows you how good I am at sports humor. Anyhow, I am happy to be here with everyone. And, uh, and I'm glad to be here on what, what did we say it was? Uh, in touch with with Flora Flashback.
1: Yeah, the the in touch with uh, Mac Voices Live uh, Flashback Hangout so That's the one.
2: <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyhow, um, awesome people here today, which means that it must be Friday, and uh, and that means that I get to kick off my uh, my weekend in just an awesome way because look at all
1: of you um yep also the good news is uh we have no budget so there will be no seeing rebecca black
0: wow i'm kind of disappointed now i was really really set for the 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 scene in the convertible Ben, you're going to be sitting up like on the, on the back of the back seat, wind blowing in your hair at you know, Friday. It's going to be awesome.
1: And now, and now we'll, you know, you, you, and now you and we'll get a letter from the record label. Yeah. Yep. And well,
0: it's been great hosting the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: We're not on YouTube.
0: Anyhow, <laughs> ben, how are you doing? I am fantastic. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you were here. And uh, and Dave, how are you?
2: I am doing great in an undisclosed location. And, uh, you know, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. It,
3: it kind <laughs> of looks like a CIA backside, like from the yes. background. Yes. So.
2: Hence why I got <laughs> this really cool desk <laughs> behind me in this room. Is is so amazing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Later, yep. Later, Dave will be
1: waterboarding Dells.
2: I uh, <laughs> might have a few of them near me here. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, At least I have a Mac right behind me right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, n- new extreme sport waterboarding Dells.
3: Okay.
4: I'm in.
0: I'm doing <laughs> great. Thanks for
4: asking.
3: Um, I, your I, connections. I,
4: but, but I love the fact that Dave <laughs> has coordinated his wardrobe with his room. I think that's good he, yes. mm-hmm. he
0: has that office repainted got pole, every day. Got here going, yeah. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, that's to that's, match his wardrobe. That's impressive. Yeah, that's a, It's as it should be. Yep. Um, speaking of impressive and extreme. Chuck, how are you?
4: <laughs> good, I think. I'll take those, I'll take those as both as compliments until I hear otherwise. But I'm doing good, Jeff. I'm doing real good.
0: Awesome. Awesome and then over to uh, the the party room a, a rave every day <laughs> of the week Patrice, how are you?
3: Yeah party room exactly. no I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not gonna lie if I'm a little bit grumpy today that's I'm grumpy today just yeah, we can't find least, it. <laughs> grumpy so I'll might just go on my soapbox and rant about something could happen we'll see. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And uh, yes,
1: Patrice, let the dark side flow through you.
3: Oh, I will totally do that. <laughs> uh, and, and I so ass- say we all. So
0: say we all. <laughs> yeah, when when someone's like really cranky, I just assume right up front that I need to say, "I'm sorry. I didn't mean mm. to put you in that mood."
3: No, it wasn't you. It started in the morning already. It's like,
0: and once again, I'm safe and off the hook. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, let's see, Mac Show, that means this is the one where where I feed out the stories instead of everyone bringing them, which is the, uh, the long-winded way of saying um, thank you, Dave, Dave, for In Touch with iOS show notes so that we have topics for today. Uh, Always a pleasure. You, you sir, rock. Um, and straight from Dave's show notes, which... Uh, has a link from Mac Rumors. Uh, Soapboxes. Jon Stewart. So here, here's the deal. Uh Jon Stewart, he's back on um, um what the daily show. Holy crap. hmm Um and uh, and this is after his uh his show, The Problem with Jon Stewart, was uh canceled on um on Apple TV Plus and John is now saying, "Hey, yeah, the reason the show was canceled is because Apple didn't want me to say things that as he puts it would get me in trouble." And so so basically they just they weren't cool with at least some of the topics that John was was uh, approaching or going to be approaching in season 3. And uh, to me, that seems like quite an amazing coincidence, not coincidence, that this happened uh, before we really got into the United States presidential election cycle.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have a problem with this whole topic. And it's probably not the obvious problem. My problem is that everybody seems to back on, oh, Apple and blah, 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 and like, why, how could they, and I'm like, that's the most Apple-like thing you can imagine. And Jon Stewart knew that going in. Like, I mean, you remember like when the whole Apple TV Plus thing kind of started? Mm -hmm. There were plenty of stories of one like person or another in the the, like film industry saying, well, I'm not sure I want to work with Apple because they can be difficult at times. So this is not a surprise. It shouldn't have been a surprise to him. It shouldn't also have, shouldn't have a surprise. Shouldn't have been a surprise to Apple, to be honest. That John Stewart, the type of person that he is, might have a problem with that. So I don't think. I mean, we haven't heard anything. Like it doesn't sound like it was a really bad lot between them. Like it's not that that like John Stewart was very fact of matter and simply said, "Well, but they didn't want me to get into trouble, so we kind of split ways." So I. I just think I don't think Apple the, the Apple the type of the company they is we know I mean we know they're let's say democratically leaning at least mm-hmm. but they're also not very political as a company no. very very rarely do does anybody talk about anything related to politics it's super rare so I think that just doesn't work well with. Cycles and John Stewart
1: yeah I mean mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest this never seemed like a good fit and to me that shows that there might have been a disconnect between mm-hmm. the media execs running Apple TV who obviously came from outside of Apple and Apple's leadership I mean Apple is going to do what is good for Apple's business. It doesn't care about politics. It cares about money.
3: I mean, it does probably care. Apple does care about politics as far as it influences business. Yeah. I mean, there have been plenty of examples where like, Apple worked with former presidents that shall not be named and did things with them and did press things, whatever. And it was not that they liked them very much. It was more, well, that was kind of cost of being a company also in the US business, and yeah. business. So I think, like the thing is, I think Jon Stewart on paper looks like, it sounds like a great fit because as I said, Apple is a more, I mean, because they're coming from California basically and their culture is more left-leaning. doesn't mean that everybody in the company is that way, but yeah. it's, I think as a culture, they're more, I, from, I think even from the Steve Jobs days, I mean, he was a full-on hippie basically mm-hmm. at some point. Like it, 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 I think on paper that's a great fit because the topics and the way he approaches things, like Jon Stewart and all of that, works really well for. I think on paper for Apple, and I think I, I think the, the executives on Apple side, not just the the media people, but I think also like Tim Cook and so on. I think they were kind of in love with, with the idea of that. But what they didn't, I think, think through is. How that would progress over time when things happen in the US and like politics get involved,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. or or where say the places where uh Apple's manufacturing base is, <laughs> yes, where where literally John saying something could cost them money,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of the topics that he talked about on the problem, you know, were, we're very controversial, I oh, I'm yeah, and, uh, you can get into them, but. <laughs> surprisingly kind of the Apple problem doesn't have any issues with some of those topics but uh, that's fine i mean it is freedom yeah. of speech they need mm. they need to not you know make it sound like that's why they're not saying oh mm. we don't know what he does I mean, you know what john stewart's been a very talented very very good at what he does and uh, yeah. the daily show went for 15 years with him on it and it was always highly rated i mean look what happened like this is past monday almost two million people viewed and mm. that was the most viewers they had in over Five years. I mean, they never replaced Trevor Noah because uh, they didn't find anybody that fit the, uh, to that replacement. And uh, they've been having guest hosts every day. So, uh, but you know that, and that, that's the thing with John Stewart. He's, I think, many people like him. Some people don't like him, and that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. But, but he is so funny, and the way he puts the spin on things, especially now this time here, this 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 year with the election coming up, and. That, that was an amazing thing for him to do, and he, yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, why why should he have well, to work for days a week like he used to? So he he did the one day and then now he's the executive producer of not back on the daily show and mm-hmm. so he's even got a, even a better gigs and I could be executive yeah. producer and be behind the scenes and not have to do a a, daily, uh, a grind like he was doing with uh, uh with the yeah. problem. So it and it, it was kind of funny the way he said this uh, this thing called Apple TV Plus and minimal <laughs> place and uh so so he he saw it that this isn't a big network like comedy central i mean comedy central being part of paramount but no they have mm-hmm. a problem too so yeah. i i've
4: you i think you nailed it though this was not a good fit yeah it wasn't for for one big reason apple has other considerations than just mm-hmm. wanting to get get people watching you know mm-hmm. they have the the manufacturing considerations they have whether whether you like it or not they have political considerations that they have to navigate Comedy Central or any of the other things that Jon Stewart has done, you know, it's all about getting the eyeballs at, <laughs> at almost at any cost. And yeah. so, you know, he could be as controversial. He could be as, as uh, what's the word? He could be as, I want the world to be like Jon Stewart thinks it should be. Kind mm-hmm. of, he, he created that kind of show and people would flock to it because a lot yeah. of them agree with it, no matter how unrealistic it is. I'm not going to go down that road because... Yeah. There, there be dragons, but you know, just the idea that he would be—I mean, I, I, I got the sense that maybe he was offended that somebody was trying to guide his guide his yeah. commentary. Yes, and and, and, and you I mean, know, and, and and there are a lot yeah. of people that are going to going to jump on his side and agree with that. And it's like, okay, I, I understand if you're a creator and you've been so used to having just free range, you know, then I can I can get why you might feel. Constrained, uh, but it just think, wasn't realistic.
3: I think you nailed it. And uh, I mean, the, the big difference is, I mean, the, the the like, the company he is now with is also not indep- fully independent. They have advertisers, yeah. and if your advertisers leave, if the money leaves, you might also have a problem. So they're not 100% independent. But there's a big difference between, let's say, in the widest sense, pre- journalism and journalistic companies mm-hmm. that are to spy law and by default, supposed to be independent from the government. And a company like Apple who is producing things first and foremost and has a side business in in, in the media. And as big as Apple TV Plus is, it's a side business for Apple. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So what a media company can do where, I mean, yeah, they have to deal with advertisers and so on, but they can more or less. Say almost anything about politics that they want. Like I might have to deal with uh, the fallout on the on the revenue side, but they can say it. Is different than at least in in the Western world, like China, different place. Is just mm-hmm. different than a company that if like if they say something on the media side, then all of a the sudden they can't import their products anymore. That's a different story.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or more importantly, export.
3: Or yeah, I mean, in the US, it's mostly import, but
1: still, still, a oh, problem. but I mean, China, it's definitely export, yeah, I- exactly. Uh, I think China at... is a
3: different, but I mean, in China, even a media company would have a problem, like, it doesn't matter because that's a different place, but
1: yeah, still, but, different. Li- but literally, if John Stewart were to uh rag on China, mm-hmm. uh, it could end up with Apple having their factory shut down. Yeah, that th- that's the difference. A I mean concern. Yeah.
3: I would guess John Stewart is anyway not available or his content is not available in China at all, I would assume. So him ragging on China might cause some political issues maybe in the background, but for the most part doesn't matter to like Comedy Central or something. Whereas for Apple, like China has actually something that they can like work with, because there's production happening.
0: All right. That's no, my problem John... with John Stewart.
2: No. <laughs> What's like? Problem? What I did
0: there. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, Apple has made it clear for quite a while that their their Apple TV Plus management team is working uh, pretty much independently. So mm-hmm. they're getting to make all of these decisions about what content is available on on. Um, the service, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Apple proper execs are not getting directly involved in that, and so with uh, with John Stewart coming on board, I cannot imagine a scenario in which the Apple TV Plus um, executives said, "Yeah, come on board, but we're going to to put these very strict guidelines." On specific topics you cannot discuss, yeah, and have him agree to that. the The only way I see this coming together is if is if they said, "Hey, yes, do your show, and we are giving you creative control over what your content will be." And uh, and at that point, I'm sure he was like, "Okay, let let's go." Mm-hmm. And then two years later. Apple executives get into the mix and they're like, we're not comfortable with where this is going. And so it changes. Now, now John, he has his credibility and his mm-hmm. reputation, and he's not going to compromise that. Okay, Which good for fine. him. Yeah. And yeah. Apple's like, Yeah, but we're not comfortable with the uh, with with the topics that you are or will be discussing. And so at that point, then they go their separate ways because it's clear it's just not going to work out. Yeah. So and, then and... my disappointment comes in with <clears throat> with the message this sends, which is that it turns out that the leadership for Apple TV Plus doesn't have the freedom to to uh, to choose the shows and content in the way that it's been presented which now sets up a scenario in which future shows that could be like what John does po- you know political in nature
2: mm-hmm.
0: are probably going to look to other places first to get their yes. content and apple isn't going to really yeah. have content like this again i'm
3: yeah. not dis- i'm not disappointed with 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 apple on that side i think i think the the world has changed a little bit like the difference is this, uh, if something happens this is Apple this is Apple's mm-hmm. reputation this is Apple it's not John Stewart like if if he said did something that he, he would totally do that and rightly so that that would anger half of the. US mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then they're not gonna rank on John Stewart as much it's gonna be it's Apple because that's the world we live in we see it all over the place with anything that happens to Apple. Like, not no matter what it is, it's always Apple. And Apple did this. Whether there were a million other companies that did the same thing, doesn't matter. It's Apple. That's the difference. And I can totally understand that Apple is concerned, or Apple leadership is concerned with that. They're saying, and, and I mean, they got their, themselves into that problem. So, like, it's their fault for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's totally. But, Apple's but fault, I it? think the world has also changed it a little bit. They have been more like in the, Two, three, four years ago, I don't think this would have been a big problem. Well, because and look the separation at when they, was still
0: got it. The deal with John, yeah, that actually fits with uh, with the time frame we're yeah. talking about. It, it
3: mm-hmm. we've simply since then seen plenty of examples where this happens, where like the company gets punished for something that was totally in their nature to do and totally made sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that's what Apple as a company is not very happy with. And I can understand that.
0: Yeah. In the chat, Bobby just is saying Apple is never going to allow controversial programs in Apple TV+. Plus. I beg to differ because no. they did. It's called the, the they, problem with Jon Stewart.
3: No, it's not, this Whether is not they the only will... ones. There they have been plenty of things. Like, as I said, I mean, if you look at the programming, they've done LGBTQ content. They have done a lot of things where, as I said, certain parts of of certain countries, not even the US like other countries have a problem with it. I think they're 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 trying to find the line where it's like, okay, this is fine we can do and we can get away with and this is maybe too much. And I, I think John Stewart was simply on the okay, this is now going over the line
4: I you know I'm not comfortable with saying this is Apple's fault. I because I, I think there are a couple lessons here. first the first lesson is that just based on this conversation, everyone should take a look at both sides of the story yeah no matter how it's reported in the media you know try to figure make your own judgment as to who you think the fault is where the fault is if there's any fault
3: well, I think this sort of
4: fault. Remi- yeah this this sort of reminds me of when I've seen and sorry for anybody that this might offend but I've seen friends get married and then two three four or five years later get divorced I'm friends with both of them. It's clearly that the, it's clear that the relationship is not working. They have just grown apart or grown in different directions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that anyone's right or wrong or done anything that was, you know, out of line in relation to mm-hmm. the other. It just means that they've gone separate ways. Mm-hmm. And with this, you know, and, and unfortunately, more often than not in those situations, both parties try to justify it by saying it's their fault and you know <laughs> yes that's just it. sometimes it's yeah. nobody's fault it just happens mm-hmm. and yeah. so i feel and like that's kind of where where this is you know john yes. wanted to continue to do his incendiary kind of commentary apple decided you know what it's too incendiary for us in the environment we operate with our considerations and so everybody part ways
1: Yes, it's a in a business arrangement that it no longer worked for both parties.
3: Yeah. And and but sure. based on how I mean Apple has not said anything other than officially, okay, not gonna happen. And even John Stewart was very limited in what he provided. And I think that's exactly what happened. They just grew apart and we're like, okay, we're not we're not continuing. End of story, basically.
0: And and that's totally legit. Yeah. And uh and i mean clearly it from the outside it looks like something like that happened
3: yeah it was a good show i really enjoyed it i watched it all in a really i re-watched some certain episodes because they were so so good
0: now looking looking at it from the no okay so so here's i'm going to take it back to to chuck your uh relationship comparison um couple gets together. They decide to get married. One, uh, one of the partners knows that the other partner acts in a specific way all the time. Mm. And it's a pro and it's a problem for them, but they're like, no, this, this will work. This is going to work two, three years down the road. It turns out they're like, oh, actually, you know, that doesn't work. Yeah. Okay.
3: They knew it, it from the time. beginning. Yeah. yeah, but it happens all the time. Oh, yeah, of course it does. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said, I think I think on paper, that's what was basically what I said, like on paper this worked and I think the, the leadership at Apple was quite happy with having Jon Stewart and I said, I think it was culturally not a bad fit. Mm-hmm. It, exactly that happened. Everybody knew what Apple was and what Jon Stewart was and they were in love, in love with each other basically. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, a couple of years down the line, it just... Yeah, you just realize, well, no. What we thought in the beginning is not what worked at yet. Yeah. What I'm sad about is that this, the, the the show doesn't continue. Like, the the right thing would have been maybe that it couldn't... Either Apple didn't want to or they couldn't find a way to do it. Maybe nobody wanted to buy it. Sell it. I mean, that's what happens with shows all the time. Sell it to someone. Have mm-hmm. the problem with Jon Stewart on Comedy Central or whatever. Like, somewhere else. CNN. I don't know what they... Up. You know,
0: it, it could be something like once uh they knew this is going to to not work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um Comedy Central was like, We've got an idea for you. Mm-hmm. And Apple couldn't sell the show to anyone because no one wanted to buy it without John attached.
3: Right. Yeah. But that's one reason or Apple simply said no, we don't want to sell it because no matter what, it's still gonna be connected to us. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think that's the that's the accurate <laughs> statement, Patrice. I think any right. any way you you know the, the problem with John Seward formerly of Apple TV Plus.
3: Mm. Yeah. You know,
4: that, no yeah. best best thing to do is just cut cut the ties, mm. let John go and negotiate his own new thing, yeah. which he's done, it, you know, yeah. and go from there.
3: Yeah. Doesn't mean that he can't bring it back just with a different name. Well, oh, there you go. Yeah,
1: cough the grand tour, cough.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. No, it happens all the time. Like this, this is not not a new thing.
0: Well, as as long as we're doing stuff that could potentially get Chuck on a soapbox, <laughs>
3: <laughs> for me. Patrice was on the soapbox first oh, I yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, just, you just joined me
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so next story the, the reason I, I think this one could potentially put Chuck on a soapbox is because it involves rumors your favorite thing
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, right up there with Even betas better. Jeff yeah right up there with betas
0: well th- oh, you know I guess betas. you could call this a beta or an alpha rumor and it's about Apple's foldable phone uh, project and uh, and so there there's uh, rumors coming out of China that that Apple's folding phone uh, designs are uh, just crap. They're failing horribly. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they suck. And uh, and well, you, you know the whole thing with uh, you get into a relationship and you find out one of your your or you find out your partner is uh, maybe not not all that you thought they were well and <laughs> in, in this case it looks like that would be samsung because the displays when they fold them they're they're breaking down and failing after a few days of testing surprise yep Chuck, surprise. you want to
2: take
4: it uh, no i mean i don't think there's <laughs> anything to say here you know it's <laughs> the the, oh. the the screen that Apple has or the screen that Samsung is providing Apple is not up to Apple standards and Apple right. is not willing to release a Me Too phone just because somebody says that Apple should have a foldable phone. It's you know it. This is non news. <laughs>
3: I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the soapbox then, and I'm I'm okay. gonna agree with you. No, it's this is this is the non-story of non-stories. The only the only reason this is even a story at all is because some people are completely fascinated with uh, yeah, Apple has to have a foldable phone and blah blah and all of that. This happens all the time. We just never hear about it there's probably been a million displays and a billion battery versions and whatever that failed and and Apple stopped the project and said, okay, we have to figure out the hardware first and make sure that it works before we continue with this. Happens probably all the time. Does not mean the project is killed. Doesn't mean anything. It's just, okay, this isn't working. We have to find either we have to fix the display so that it, it lasts or we have to go back to the drawing board and find a different way or whatever, like happens all the time this is hardware development. And like, it's just, I mean, would I like to have a foldable phone? Yeah, I think it would be cool to have that bigger display, I like displays, 100%. But I want something that doesn't fail or doesn't oh, I... fail like after a couple days. And that's why Apple has very stringent testing. Like if, if they, like, I mean, you see it, their phones last forever. They don't fall apart after five minutes of looking at them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They last five, seven years sometimes. And I've had devices that fell apart after half a year. So no, like this, this is what Apple should be doing. That's why they can charge to higher prices and end of story.
1: All right, Here, here's I, my
0: prompt. Oh, go ahead, Ben, please.
1: I will say this as someone who has used a friend's Galaxy Z Fold and really liked it. Um, I will use the term I have used a thousand times over the years. Uh, Samsung prototypes in public, Apple prototypes in private. They're not going to release something that is up to their standards. Why current foldables are light years ahead of where they were years ago. That's still not up to Apple standards.
0: And that's totally fair. And until it's up to their standards, they wouldn't ship it. Okay, now here's my problem. I still feel like foldable phones are a problem that have been out wandering for years and years trying to find a solution. And uh, and and I get some people want bigger screens and and totally get it. But the but the overall use case for a foldable phone I I'm just not seeing it. And I... Uh, and I get that Apple needs to um to test all these different hardware configurations and figure out what what they want to make and what's going to work and can they do something different with the thing that everyone else is doing and um um yeah so of course they're going to experiment with foldable phones foldable tablets uh laptops where the screens pop off and work as independent tablets and then connect back to the rest of the computer all that stuff of course uh but until Apple can come up with what they see as a solid use case for a foldable phone where they can bring something to market that that does something significantly better or different mm-hmm. from what's already out there, it, it'll yeah. never happen.
3: Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Ladies but, and gentlemen, the problem with Jeff Gabbett. Yes. <laughs> but, but Apple's, I will Apple's new
0: opportunity for a show. Exactly.
1: but but i will (laughs) i will tell you the two use cases for a flip phone it's someone who wants something the size of a pro size phone uh but Mm -hmm. doesn't want but wants kind of something more pocketable Mm -hmm. Uh, for people who are physically smaller i can understand that since they have smaller pockets for a fold phone type phone it's someone who wants a a regular size smartphone plus a small tablet but doesn't want to have to lug around two devices
0: all right and the yeah okay the, those are legit uses mm-hmm. and uh, and we should never discount the issue with the size of pockets on women's clothes
3: Non existent pockets. pockets.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Patrice, when you have a pocket, it's going to be small and you'll be glad for it.
3: Uh, Unless I have this, like this sweater here, because that has massive pockets. (laughs) But that's perfect for a flip phone. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. No, usually usually that's, that's a big problem. Like, I mean, this phone doesn't fit anywhere. Forget it.
4: On the whole foldable phone thing, I have
2: one word for you. Netbooks. (laughs) (laughs) Netbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You not good at anything? I, I tried to forget those.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, talk about something that, and how much did Wall Street bang, bang on Apple for, you got to get into the netbook market, you got to do this, you got to do that. And Apple just sat there quietly and smiled and then oh. brought out the iPad.
1: Hey,
4: and so the, yeah, iP- but,
1: the iPad pretty much is a netbook. Yeah.
4: Well, but it, I, it, it but, is, but it's, but a, now, it, it's an app. I- it's a useful netbook. <laughs> yeah.
3: but now imagine you have something the size of the iPad, when it's folded out, that you can fold together into the size to the size of your phone. It's it, it would make things better for sure because it's either oh, yeah. portable to do that.
4: Yeah, yeah, Patrice, it, it would, but you know, at some point too, yeah, I'd I'd like to have a a car that folds up into a briefcase yeah, so I could carry that it be around. Cold. You know, but <laughs> that it's, it's the, yeah, it not, has to work. Not, <laughs> it yeah, has w- to be we good we ever... at that.
2: Look, will we get look there the, I don't yeah. know but huh? not now look now. at all the failures that's happened all I say is one word Microsoft oh, yeah, look at that. yeah. I, huh. I I've I've seen with...
3: I've seen people like I I know people that really love their um How's it called I think is the z-fold I think yeah so they love that they love the, that phone because they, they they love the advantages but the the important point is not that it's fold the important point is that it works and that is right yeah
0: mm-hmm and, and i have and yet right yet to now to talk...
1: sorry ben go ahead and right now those devices are both very expensive
3: mm-hmm.
1: and have some serious uh uh compromises yes. to get them working
3: and that is exactly the problem and, and unless that gets to... solved i i'm with chuck
4: yeah, and I have yet to see anyone who has had a foldable phone for any length of time and actually used it and doesn't have a crease in that screen.
0: Yeah, same. Yeah, that's at, at every foldable rollbacks. phone I've seen in the wild, yes. the screen is creased. Yeah. Right. And, and that's so exactly th- the problem.
4: Exactly. That's that's the big problem. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it, it, it's yeah. fine. But I, I don't, you know, I don't want to be trying to watch a movie. And have a big gray line across the center of the screen, yeah. or for that matter, looking at my email or looking at bunch of anything, you know, and no. feel like that—that's yeah. a compromise too far.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. All right. Well, let's let's hit another story real quick before we get to cool things, and um, um this this one, man. We're on a roll today from where the stories come from. Mac Rumors. Mm-hmm. It's like we're doing a throwback to when Ewan hosted because he would just go to the Mac Rumors That's webpage true. and go to <laughs> the stories. Yeah. Um, so, all right, here's the deal Apple has officially confirmed mm-hmm. that uh, progressive web apps are not going to work in the European Union.
3: Yep. Last night they did that.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we did talk about th- this previously like last week mm-hmm. actually right last week yeah and uh, and patricia my brought soapbox up some, last week <laughs> yes you soapboxed <laughs> and you brought up some really great points about why this is uh going to be really bad for companies
3: mm-hmm. um and but... also why it's happening from a technical perspective why apple is doing it that way and it was exactly what what i said is what apple yeah. now confirmed it wasn't i mean it wasn't the stretch like i think anybody in the industry knew why they're doing that yeah. So,
0: and yeah, it's so not to show, to, to
3: like, to give a middle finger to the European Union. That's not the reason. That might be a side benefit, but it's not the reason.
0: Um. <laughs> so yes, the, the the reason I wanted to bring this today is because we do have confirmation, but also mm-hmm. because it's validation for everything that you said when you soapboxed last week. So yeah, everyone, just pointing it out. Patrice yeah. nailed it.
3: Yeah. I mean, we will see whether that stands there is there is a non-zero chance as I said last week that the European Union will look at this and say, well Apple, you're a trillion multi-trillion dollar company. you have the smartest from according to like all your own marketing you have the smartest people on the planet working on stuff. you can figure it out
0: yeah, well and uh, <laughs> to to be to be Mr. Snark, Apple could come back and say, yeah, we just did figure it out and and mm-hmm. the answer is we just don't offer this feature yeah. in the EU
3: yeah. But to, to summarize it, what they're saying is, and, and that's what I guessed, the The problem is that those apps run basically, like the browser engine runs in kind of an app container. So separate from your standard browser app, you know, in iOS, everything is, is sandbox, the browser, like even Safari is its own, its own app, basically its own container. Mm-hmm. But if you run a web app, the PWA, you add it to your home screen, that is kind of currently because Safari is special on iOS or was so far special on iOS and they had full control over it and security, whatever, it would basically run as Safari, but in like a separate Safari, not the normal Safari. And they're they're mm-hmm. now saying, and I I have to unfortunately agree, browsers are a big I mean, that's the reason why they're limiting, like not everybody can provide a browser. That's Mm -hmm. part one because they're a big security issue because they hook so deep into into things in the system in order to work properly and perform and then have all the features that you need that it's simply very risky to to open that to everybody. So there's a limit on who can provide, basically, Apple has to agree that you're a browser vendor and then you can provide a browser. Mm -hmm. So that's step one. And step two is then that it's also not allowed that you run your engine all over the place. Like a million times because they are simply, I think, not optimized for that as well. And I think Apple has some some secure, some I think relevant security issues with that. We see that on macOS that that causes a ton of problems because the browser engines then are old. We have that all the time where the the browser engine that's behind Slack is outdated, multiple versions, and then you have all of the sudden security vulnerabilities in Slack just because the browser engine is is old and outdated happened all the time. Um so that's part I think why Apple's saying, well, the easiest solution for that is you just open the, the it's basically a link. You open the page in the browser and then it runs in that sandbox and then it's all fine. It's the latest version because there's one app, you don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think Apple could figure it out if they wanted to. But I also understand it's a really it, it is a difficult topic and a hard topic to solve. So maybe also a time topic.
1: That, that said, um, considering how how much PWAs are used, this is something they should have gotten out in front of.
3: Honestly. And as Apple says as much in their in their FAQ. The usage of PWA is and, and I think it's Apple's fault that that's that, that way. Is in the Probably single-digit percentage. Very honestly, I don't know anybody who uses a as a separate app in, on your home screen. Like I might be one of the few people who does that, and mostly because we developed some of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I think, and the the reason is is Apple because for years they didn't provide features that were required to do that, and I think that was on purpose to do that, like notification, sending push notifications. For example, wasn't possible at all. So I think that I I
0: have a tech question. Yes. And Patrice, I'm pretty sure you're the person that can answer Mm -hmm. this. So when I go to a web page in Safari, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and uh, and let's say for example Wordle, Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to just tap Wordle on my home screen, and so I and so I do the thing where Safari makes that for me. Is that generating a, a PWA? Or is that a different thing?
3: It would depend. So the dif- the difference is following. There is there's kind of two two types. If Wordle so if Wordle is just a website, doesn't mm-hmm. offer PWA functionality, basically yeah, it's just in the a website. It's just a website. Then it's only a link. When you tap it, it opens your browser. If Wordle the Wordle website in the background has that that PWA, so it's it it also runs in the browser. You don't do not you from a user's perspective, you don't know. It's just it's basically a, a mini JavaScript app that's running in the browser. If that if if they basically have set up all the necessary things to, to like there's some there's some basically packaging around it that says, okay, this is the PWA, and then this is the code and all of that. If the if Word has done that, then it runs as a PWA. That's the only difference. You don't and okay. you don't see as a user. For you, it's All just, right. okay, add to home screen, and then it's either a link or it's not.
0: Okay. So what I end up getting when I tap my little Wordle icon mm-hmm. on my home screen, it just looks like an app. There's there's yes. no browser bar, mm-hmm.
3: anything. Correct. Yes. Yep. It, it, you will still notice it kind of behaves like a browser, but it is actually that, yes. Yeah. And it's really, it downloads the code. So like the, the JavaScript code now lives on your... On your uh, yeah, uh, on your iPhone, on basically, phone. yes, and it gets updated and so on. Like there's a whole thing about that, but yeah, it's it's kind of like that.
0: Okay. Okay,
4: okay so I'm going to throw a second tech question, in, Patrice, because mm-hmm. I, I'm. Do you see, and I don't know if this if you can answer this definitively, but do you see a a PWA as a a better way for the the uh, the publisher or the developer or whatever to gather a personal information about the use of that as opposed to a regular app or even a website.
3: No, makes no difference. Like I mean, you can collect the same, the same. Inf- actually, in the app, I think you can even collect more information. You know, browsers as browsers are for good reasons limited a little bit in what they can 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 access to and can collect. Um, no, I, there's no difference. Okay.
4: Okay, I just found an article. I'll throw it in the uh, the respective chat rooms. Um, the fifty best progressive web apps mm-hmm. examples in twenty twenty four. Oh, and nice! Interesting that you know some of those are. There, there are a couple that there are some that I use. Some I definitely don't use. Some I've never even heard of.
3: Yeah. And so I'm. No, it's just... really. I mean, a, a, a ton of the apps you know from the app store are actually in the background wrapped PWAs. because like, if you're a like big slack. company like slack uh, starbucks i think uh, starbucks has a mix i think as far as i know between pwa and and some native elements um like it's it's just if you're a big company and you're working across multiple platforms and display sizes and and so on it just, and it gets difficult to do that in, in native unless you're really big and like microsoft or whatever that like you can you, you can afford the developers, basically.
2: Right.
3: Yeah, or you have so I mean, what, like, what we run to is if you have, I don't know, 30,000 customers and they all want their own apps. Like, that is a problem because how do you even manage 30,000 apps on the App Store? Right. look like, at yeah. that. Right. This like,
4: is
0: it's not even a development. Colorful, yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I yeah, mean... It's a pretty I, cool... I, yeah. I did not know that Lyft was... Um, was a progressive web app, hmm.
0: Airbnb, yeah, mm-hmm.
4: Uber, yep, very Tind- cool. uh, Tinder, yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I was looking because it's like, okay, what are some examples? And I found this, and it's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, in some cases, I'm using them and don't even know that I'm using them.
3: Yeah, but as I said, you have to be like, are you really using them? Or are you using the version that they put in the App Store, which is different? That's, that is not what we're talking about here. If you put like, if you put your app in the App Store, and it inside it is a well, in this case, the WebKit then, because that definitely runs on WebKit currently um, running that, then you're out of this discussion. Because that is an app that's running in its own sandbox, it's, it's using Safari. As far as I know, they haven't changed the rules there. Like if it's, mm-hmm. if it's your app and you're on the Apple App Store, then you're using WebKit in the background. Mm. Yeah, open, if you open links, different story. Like, you know, this sometimes you have the functionality where an app you can open a link and it opens the browser, that would probably then go to your native, well, mm-hmm. and it already doesn't go to your default browser, actually, already happens that way. All so right. as I said, I I think PWAs are not a great solution for users most of the time, but they're better than not having anything.
0: Yeah. You you know what is better than than PWAs? <laughs> TSO, TSO, TSO hosts. Host. <laughs> That's right. Um, and what, what, why, why would TSO host be better than PWA? Well, uh, I mean, first Apple is not going to, to block TSO host on your iPhone in the EU. Uh, but also because they, uh, they offer, uh, uh, really great web hosting and, uh, they make it easy to buy domain names and they offer great pricing and they have great customer service and put all of that together and, and and throw in a big dose of generosity, and you get what they're doing for us. Uh, Tiosa Host is giving us their services so that we can be here for you. Uh, they give us the bandwidth so we can live stream shows every single week. They give us the hosting space, so there's a place for the website. They give us um, uh, server space, so there's a place for all the show files to live so that you can watch or listen to episodes whenever you want and the resources it takes to do all of this is pretty bonkers it's uh, i mean it takes a lot and it takes more than we would be able to afford without their incredibly generous support so uh when we say if it wasn't for tso host we wouldn't be able to be here for you that's just straight up the truth it's not hyperbole it's that's just how it is so we really, really appreciate that TSO Host is so incredibly generous and here giving back to the community and helping us out. And um, and what I'm doing is sitting here thinking, wow, that is so cool. Thank you, TSO Host. You can do that too, but you need to go out on uh, social media and do it there because you're not here, all, all of you that are watching or listening, you're not here with me right now. So just hop out on social media and give, give TSO host some love and let them know that you appreciate that they are here supporting us. That's all, that's all you have to do. You know, though, if, uh, if at some point you need to uh, buy a domain name and, and you've come up with the most uh, amazing domain name ever, like, uh, like, uh, Raythig.tech. like Raythic.tech, like Chuck and Patrice's soapbox, um, .com. Just go and get it from TSO Host because they make it easy. You're going to get a really good price and it gets better because you can use the discount code BTN20 and get 20% off that order. Uh, can't beat it. So, so do it. Um, if you also decide, oh, well, I've got the domain. I might as well make a website to go with it. Yeah, just throw that in your cart too and your hosting package. And you get 20% off that when you use the discount code. So they're being incredibly generous by supporting the British Tech Network, and even more so by offering a special deal to all of you because you're part of the BTN family. So thank you very much to TSO Host for being here and supporting us. And, uh, and Patrice, you're just the consummate professional mm-hmm. and also far more competent than I am when it comes to talking about the chat. Oh, well, to be fair, I did set the bar very low, but but you do go way over it. Can you tell people about the chat, please?
3: Sure. So we have a really cool live chat um, that we, we are all in when we are recording this show. So this is really cool. There's like all of us is in there are in there, but Beach is currently in there. And we're talking about things. We're posting links to, I mean, one, the stories that we're talking about, extra things that we might might mention or talk about. Like for example, the progressive web app examples that Chuck posted, uh, links to the cool things. We just have fun discussions in there. And it's always like always a really fun thing to do. And so that's definitely something if you can i would highly 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 recommend that you check out and and participate in it. and all you have to do is when we are recording this show head over to chat.britishtechnetwork.com and that's it you're in no registration nothing just join us talk to us easy peasy uh, the chat is actually there all the time but like the only times when you will find people in there is kind of when we're recording which is Usually 4 p.m. UK time on Fridays for this very show, the Mac Show, and also 7 p.m. UK time for the big show, where we talk about the non-Apple side of things, like chip, like Tom always brings some really fun like chip design and stuff. Or Ben very frequently brings also like gaming stories or Android or Windows, like space, anything, like anything tech that is not related to Apple, we talk about on that show. So it's a really, really good show as well and highly recommend that. Different panel, so different people to some extent. But let's say you are listening to this in the recorded form in your favorite podcast player of choice on our awesome TSO TSO host hosted. Wow, that's a big word. TSO host hosted website. And you're like, ah, oh, damn! I really missed the live chat, and now I can't join because yeah, that doesn't work. You can still get, you can still see what was talked about. You can still see the links, like all of that. Uh, we have a really cool BTN chatbot, also powered by TSO Host, basically. <laughs> it's also running on our server, and um, it records everything, puts it up on our website. So all you have to do is you head over to britishtechnetwork.com forward slash chat. And then there's a really nice calendar that asks you very nicely for a date. You put in a date and you will see the chat transcript for that day. So put in June 2nd, 2015. I think that's the earliest you can get and you will see the stuff that was talked about then. I think it wasn't much, it was just the test. Or you could put in February 16th, 2024. Then you would see everything that we talked about today.
0: Awesome. Thank you for doing that. You make it sound so easy to explain. It is
3: super easy. I don't know.
0: That's, I mean, that's what you say. Yes. But well, thank you. Um, okay. So now time for some cool things. And Dave, you have the first cool thing. I do. Dude,
2: it's a Dell. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, dude. It's um a really good speakerphone that I've been using for quite a while now at work. Um it's the Dell Speakerphone SP3022. Really amazingly rich sound for a little little speaker like this. Um, it's team certified, but I've used it in Zoom like, uh, before, and it works great with that too. Even though it's not officially certified, but well, actually, it is certified. I'm looking on the website; that is certified for Zoom too. Um, so uh, controls are all by a touch, and on the front of the uh, front of the unit. Sound quality is amazing. Everybody tells me that my mic sounds really good when uh, when I'm in a meeting. So, you know, obviously when you're in, when you're working, you don't need to have the things like we do with our podcasts and having the mics and all that stuff. You just want a simple speaker, but and the price is really right. It's only 79 bucks uh, US. So, um, uh, real, real good quality product. And, uh, I, I was actually pleasantly, uh, pleasantly surprised uh, with this uh, little unit.
0: Nice. Um, this one, it's going to sound weird that I actually know a little bit about this one. Okay which is that just watch around and uh, and uh, Dell resellers will often have a $20 discount on this. So you can get oh, it yeah. for $59 instead of $79.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a steal. It's a really good price for what this thing does. Yeah, and cool. especially you could, It's not too terribly big. You could travel with it too. Dell oh, makes yeah. some, really, make sure. make
4: some really good gear. It's too bad it doesn't include computers.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that's fair yeah
4: yeah i mean i've, I've got the, the monitors behind me are dell's and they're great
2: oh the mo- their monitors are amazing i mean i'm looking at two mm-hmm. monitors right now here 34 inch curved is amazing yeah definitely cool. so i mean they, 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 all these i mean i got a bunch of other accessories i've received to to, to test and keyboards mice um webcams i now, the webcam on my end is, is great too. So it's, uh, it's it's some good products.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean quite quite possible, quite honestly. Uh Dell has really stepped up its game in the last few years as a company. Yeah. Uh the only the only uh, downside right now is Windows.
2: Yeah.
1: I
0: can so see you can Linux that, could be, be a stumbling block.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can get Linux but, on. <laughs> But uh-huh. I mean, even even the the computers are far higher far higher quality than they used to be.
2: They've I'm improved. I mean, I I've been working with Dell laptops for well, twenty years. Um, mm-hmm. and I've seen the crappy models, and I, I think back to what what they had. Oh my God, they were so bad. Uh, yeah, they've gotten better. There there were some. So there were oh, others. There's, there they, were. They, XPS they were still 64.
3: better than HP.
2: Oh yeah. Oh my God. Uh, don't do <laughs> God. The, yeah, that name shall not <laughs> the thing be. Spoken. We did buy HPs, and boy, no, boy supporting those was just an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah. just the XPS series was the ones, so you know, we use Latitude, which is the corporate mm-hmm. models, and uh, yeah. the XPS we had had those, and those were horrible.
3: So. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we have Latitude as well. Yep. Um.
2: All right,
3: Chuck. Yeah, but save us. By the me. way, no. also check check with your employers. Like a lot of employers have, like Dell programs where you can buy it or stuff for t
2: yeah
1: some really big discounts
3: yes i do recommend that well
1: they got to sell it yeah
0: somehow.
2: i just i just shared the the general open uh website mm-hmm. yeah, so.
0: um chuck save us from the world of dell with your cool thing
4: <laughs> okay well actually i was introduced to this cool thing on the mac show a few years ago by folks that are no longer able to participate and so I you know i got to think and think i'll reshare it because it has become something that i rely on every single day and that is the morning brew email newsletter I, this is this is the way that i get most of my news from the standpoint of being aware of you know kind of what's the hot topic what's really going on in the world without it being terribly biased or terribly snarky it's it's much more just straight ahead information and I really, really appreciate that. They also have a very, very good um, morning podcast that covers a few of the things in the newsletter, and that's a little more entertaining as opposed to just straight information. Um, and it, And that is great too. But the newsletter is still where I go. It's one of the first things I read every morning, just to just to be up to speed on what all is happening, um, and it's and not just tech, you know, across the board. They do have a number of other newsletters including uh-huh. one that is tech oriented, but I'm going to point to the morning brew is the one that, you know, start with this one. And then if you decide you want to go down some of the other specialty ones, great, but I, it just, I, I really just appreciate the the way they deliver the news, the way they select what they deliver, the fact that they can give me the blurb and the newsletter. If I really want to read a longer piece or their longer piece, they link to it uh-huh. and then I can jump, jump out to the web. But if it's just like okay, I just need to be aware of you know what the Supreme Court did yesterday in relation to a particular ruling that that is making the news. I've got it, and then and and then I can move on. So if you haven't done this completely free, um, you know, it, it just it's it's the way to go as for, if you're looking for a news source. Very
3: Thanks nice. for the reminder, Chuck, because I I'm subscribed to it, but I forgot. Like i most of the time I'm not reading it. So I should get back to that. Yeah, yeah I
0: didn't put my email I, I, address in here right now and subscribe.
2: Yeah, yeah I am you got me on it too. I've been I've been since i since you recommended it, it's been really good. Yeah,
4: yeah. I just I I feel like it's something that everybody in a world where we have, you know, bias in from all the major news networks, whether they're cable or broadcast. And it just seems like everybody has an agenda. This crew doesn't seem to have an agenda um, when it comes to the newsletter. You know, They just are delivering the information. And i that's such a rare commodity right now. Yep.
3: They, they still have an agenda. The agenda is that, I mean, they do have some paid things that they for sure are They're not overly salesy and pushing you and like whatever, but they're subtly saying, "Hey, like we have some paid stuff over here that might help you." So yeah, but 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 but, that's fine. Like it's free. No, I don't care. A, it's
4: free, and B, it's clearly marked. So it's not a case of you know, gee, okay, this is this is information about a product, but again, it just Mm. I know. There's no question that if I'm reading this piece, it is a sponsored piece or a, a support piece, yes. and I can I can read it or move on. So mm-hmm. they clearly demark that, and I really really like that too.
3: Exactly.
0: Very cool. All right. So when you sign up, you do have to go through a um um a little survey, but this is to make sure you're getting the right content. I'm assuming.
3: They they have a bunch of other really good newsletters. Like I'm on the I'm on the tech one as well, which is I'm banking mm. on the name, but that's also really good. The tech brew. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tech brew. Yeah. Yeah. Too easy.
0: <laughs> cool. All right. Um, awesome. Well, I'll finish getting signed up for that after the show. And um and Patrice, or no, Ben. No, oh, Ben is ben. next. Ben is next. Yes. Um, yes, I am. Ben, okay. the thing is, I looked right at you. and, and I <laughs> This is not
1: the, the first trip. time you forgot me, Jeff.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't look like ben.
0: ben, you are always on my mind. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> <But> <laughs> apparently
2: so is Ben. Did
3: we, did we need to know that? Yes. Yeah, of course <laughs> you needed to know that.
1: Okay, so... Uh, this is a uh brand new show uh on, on Apple TV, TV called call, mm-hmm. yeah Apple TV plus called constellation it's okay uh if you like space and you like severance this looks to be right up your alley
3: space
2: the final frontier
1: yep it is
3: about an esa <laughs> he's on after- a voyage
1: of oh, constellation
0: we- okay, Star- of the starship it- ben enterprise
1: yes <laughs> it, it's about an esa astronaut that uh there's a there's a an incident on the iss and when she when she comes back to earth she, she finds out Uh, There's Missing Time. And there's Conspiracy. Which, yeah, Severance.
3: Sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. That will be starting uh, the 21st. Mm -hmm. And it stars uh, Naomi Rapapace of Alien and the uh, non-English woman with the girl with the, what was it? Dragon Tattoo or Spider Tattoo? Mm-hmm. I forget the name of that. Dragon Tattoo, yeah. Dra- Dragon Tattoo series. Mm-hmm. So she is a phenomenal actress, and I think this looks pe- fantastic.
3: Sounds great. I I have it on my watch list already. So Wednesday next week? <laughs> yep.
1: All right, so it's Wednesday, on my watch Thursday, list Thursday, something now. like that. Yeah. You'll see on it in, a, in Apple TV+. Yeah. Plus.
3: Yeah, I highly recommend. Anyway, there's a ton of new, really good Apple TV plus shows. Have a look, but this was on the on the list, so awesome. definitely good recommendation. The trailer looked really cool.
0: I've not seen the trailer yet, so mm. I guess I have homework. Yeah, yes. yes, yeah, do it right now. No, not oh, right I'm now. No,
1: no, do 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 this <laughs> after, after we have Patrice's pick and your pick, and we have uh, outros. Then do it.
0: Okay, yeah, that's after fair. the show. All right. Well, well, speaking of Patrice, tell us about your cool thing.
3: So my cool thing is not the curtain light behind me, because that was my cool thing on the big show last week. So I'm not gonna pick that again. That's the, but that's it is the
1: eternal cool thing.
3: That is the eternal cool thing. Yeah, it is really cool, but it is a product from the same company. And it's actually the first product that I bought from the company, Dovi. Um I bought that for my balcony. So I want it for my balcony. It's kind of boring, it's like metal. It didn't look super interesting. It's gray, whatever. I wanted something. I wanted some something fun, some color, something. Also, there's very little light out there, so it gets quite dark in in the evening when you're sitting outside in the summer. So I wanted something for there, for out there. And I looked and I looked, and there were for sure some cheap China LED lights that you could get. But I really wanted to. Like, I wanted something that is better quality, has an app, and just overall is better. And then I think, um, yeah, Brett Herbstra mentioned Govi. And so I, I saw that on Amazon. I was like, OK, I'm going to order that. So my cool thing today is the Govi RGBIC warm white Wi Fi Bluetooth smart outdoor string lights. Full name. That rolls like. off your M O U S E. The it, it, So, RGB IC basically just means, well, it's RGB lights, but every individual light can be controlled. So, it can be different colors. Like, kind of what do you see behind me that is that? Like, every individual LED can be controlled. It's not like the LED light strips that you usually know where, like, it's all one color and it's basically, that's it. Uh, so, you can do cool things with that. Um, they have a really good app. It is not Matter compatible and it is not HomeKit compatible. But the app is really great and there is a home bridge thing that actually connects that, which I did and works just fine. I have a server here, so I don't care. Um, so, But it's it's really good. I really love it. Like I'm walking, like I, when I go on my evening walk and I come back and I see my balcony up there and it's like, I have like, I have selected, uh, it's called, um, I think it's like Meteor or something. I don't remember what it was exactly, I think it's Meteor. Um, and it's kind of, it, it changes colors very slowly between like blue, like a darker red and purple. And it looks so cool from the outside. And I love it. And as I said, when I'm sitting outside, I can just do white. Like if I'm sitting there with friends and I just need light, I just turn it to white. Hmm. So you can do all kinds of cool things with that. And I really love it. And to oh. set the app, is actually quite cool. And it is not expensive. It's uh, the the 15, so it's 15 meters. Uh, at least that's the version that I have here.
1: About 50 feet or so.
3: Yeah, and it's about 48 euros. So it's probably about 50 bucks probably in the US. So about a buck check. a foot. Yeah. So yeah. that is actually not expensive and there's way too many lights for what I actually need for my balcony. So <laughs> it looks really good and I really like it. So highly recommend it. Works well. Set.
1: Yep. Go for that. 60 bucks in the US.
3: 60 bucks. Okay. So yeah. I don't even remember where the company is from. It's probably Chinese because everything's Chinese. Oh, so. oh. <laughs> oh,
1: 59 for the for the 48 footer.
3: Okay. 90 so
1: 90 and $10 more for actually looks like the same price for both the longer and the smaller one.
3: <laughs> so get the longer one.
0: And wrap it yeah. around twice. Yep.
3: Yeah. Oh, I should mention. Um, it's of course. Um, it has two point four gigahertz Wi-Fi and it is Bluetooth. So. Yeah. Whatever you want. Works yeah. with if All you I have Alexa or that. Google Home, it works with that. It's just not HomeKit yet.
1: Yeah. All I can say is this: if Govi ever integrates with Matter, I will be broke.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> I will be selling my car for lights. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they have. If you go to the website, they have a ton of really good content. Yeah. Really good stuff. Like a ton yeah, they have of light holiday strips, lights. Everything you want, and it works. Yeah. So I think Brad Terpstra basically like I think his entire office is covered like top to bottom just in GoV lights.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Okay, so that brings us to me and uh, and my pick is a brand new piece of software from Astropad, and it's called Astropad Slate. So let's say you're someone like me who uh, had an older Wacom Intuos graphics tablet and uh, and it stopped working. Um, what's the previous version of macOS before Ventura? Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that's when my Wacom tablet lost support. And uh, so I haven't had a, a good graphics tablet since then, and I've just been looking at what my options are. And sometimes I use um, the the built in macOS thing, where where I can uh, use my iPad as a tablet uh, like device for my or, or graphics tablet like device, and uh, like you know like drag uh, a window onto the tablet and then and then draw or paint or whatever there. And, and that works fine. Um, but doing some, there, there's some things where I just want it to be a dedicated graphics tablet. And that's what Astropad Slate does. So it's, it's a $20 app and it lets you take your iPad and use it in the exact same way that you would have used a um, uh, like an Intuos tablet. And if you have a newer iPad that supports the hover mode for Apple pencil, that works too, just like on a traditional graphics tablet. Um, and the, uh, the difference here though, is that when you are actually drawing and stuff on the tablet, even though you're not seeing what's on the screen, because it becomes like a black slate, um, you see what your pen is doing because it shows you the lines and the dots and everything as you're tapping so you're not doing it completely blind so for someone that wants a traditional graphics tablet and they don't want to spend the money it takes to buy like a brand new intuos tablet and they're not ready to jump all the way up to a cintiq which is going to cost the same as your computer basically um then for $20, you can use your iPad the same way that you've used your graphics tablet historically. Nice. And, and I just yeah. found out about this today, yeah. and I have not had time to, uh, to even start playing with it yet, but I know AstroPad's quality, and I feel confident recommending mm. this product even without having had a chance to play with it yet. But I will.
3: Yeah, but it does require an, an iPad where the pencil still works because mine doesn't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's the thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, Apple should buy these guys right. like they did Dark Sky and fully integrate this into the OS.
0: Yes. And yeah, I mean, there are the OS features that are built in, but this, this goes beyond. What you can do with uh, with what's part of macOS and iOS?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is something that macOS and iOS should be or iPadOS should just be able to do out of the box.
0: Yeah, but instead, it's going to cost you twenty bucks, uh,
1: yeah, which but is for not those bad. of us
0: that need it. Twenty bucks is super cheap.
1: Yeah, it's a lot better than hundreds hundreds of dollars for a dedicated tablet
0: or thousands. Yep. All right. So with that. I actually have to go. So we are going to wrap up. And uh, so, so let's let's run through the, the important part, which is where do we find everyone? Uh, ben, where do we find you?
1: Uh, well, Jeff, you can find me on social media at Ben Rathig on all 69,422 sites. Uh, you can find my writings at raythig.tech. Uh, You can find me on Tuesday on this Mac Voices Live show with this Chuck Joyner guy. I don't know. I've never seen him. <laughs> not like he's on the show wearing a red sweater. He's just this guy,
0: you know, <laughs> that guy. Yep.
1: <laughs> kind of yep. And then on Thursdays when uh Dave is not waterboarding Dells, he does the show called In Touch With iOS that I'm a part of. I have no idea why he keeps inviting me, Jeff. But I'm happy he does. No, I I get it. I'm in the same boat. Yep. 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 Then here on Thursdays and Fridays, you can find me on the Mac and Big Shows. There you go.
2: Dude, and bell. there, it's about to get
1: waterboarded. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, that's awesome. All right.
2: Um. So, Dave, where can people find you? You can find me at IntouchBios at In by and on My YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash I am also on Mac Voices Live every Tuesday night with Chuck and most of us here, as well as here on Fridays on the Mac Show. And my Mastodon is, is uh, DavidG65 at Mastodon.com. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And Chuck, where can people find you?
2: Yeah. Um... When I'm not being
4: waterboarded by Microsoft applications,
0: mm-hmm. um,
4: <laughs> you, can, you can find me at, at mm-hmm. MacVoices.com. Uh, that's where we are still releasing interviews Shot at CES. Some really great stuff that has come out and still more coming up. Uh, as has been said already, we do Mac Voices Live Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are at YouTube.com slash MacVoicesTV. TV. And if you want to talk to me on any of the socials, major or minor, you can find
0: me as at Chuck Joyner. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, Patrice, where can people find you?
3: Okay. Short version. The Thursdays and Fridays here on the Big Show on the Mac Show. Everything I'm doing on my website, thepatrice.com. And if you want to know like more about what has happening on Macedon, tech hangout out.social is my Mastodon instance. And if you know us, reach out and you might get an invite to that, or you will get an invite to that one.
0: Awesome. All right. Here's a super short version of mine. I'm Jay Gammon on all the social medias. Just go find me on Mastodon. All the shows everyone just talked about, that's where you can find me, plus the Context Machine. Boom. And with that, thank you so much. All of you rock. I'm so glad that that we got to spend this time together today um everyone that's watching or listening live thank you for being here as well if you've been participating in the live chat thank you for doing that too everyone that watches or listens later thank you for being part of this by the way all of you you rock every single one of you uh tso host thank you for being here and sponsoring us give them some online love please and uh, ewan thank you for being you Muller, thank you for making sure we have people for shows. Don't forget to check out the Daily News show. Throw some money at that because that's how we keep that show running. And uh and then
1: not to be confused um, with the Daily show.
0: Not to be confused with the Daily show. Correct. And then um and then let's see. Next Thursday we'll be back for the big show and then next Friday we'll be back again for the Mac show and with that Everyone have an awesome weekend, and we'll see you next week.